Today's New Testament reading is the first epistle to the Corinthians, the ninth and tenth chapters. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. For I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and twenty-three thousand fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Peter Lang. We live in an extremely competitive culture and society. 
It's been called the rat race, the game of life, a survival of the fittest, a dog-eat-dog world. This was underscored by Charlie Sheen's infamous rant a few years ago when he declared that he was winning. Whether it's business, recreation, church, or even a family meal, competition seems to rule our lives. We live with a never-ending push to succeed and to win. Of course, this leads us to constantly compare ourselves with others to see how we're doing. If we aren't out in front of winning, we're just another face in a crowd of faceless losers. There's a quote from legendary coach Vince Lombardi that sums it all up. Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Once we make it to the very top, success eludes us and we become disappointed. We've been trained to feel this way, just how the world works. If you've had a chance to watch any of the Summer Olympics this month, you know what I mean. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. At the end of each event, the gold, silver, and bronze medals are given out to the top contestants. The happiest person on the podium is, of course, the one with the gold medal. Years of work and sacrifice have paid off, and the dream has finally come true. Have you noticed who the next happiest person is on the podium? It's the one with the bronze medal. Only three medals are given out at the end, and the third-place finisher realizes that after all the time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears, they came pretty close to going home with nothing. Not that they didn't want to win, but there's a real sense of relief in having received at least something for all their work. The saddest person on the podium? The one who finishes second. They look up to the winner and think about just how close they came to fulfilling their dream. You can usually see it written all over their face. They put on a fake smile that says, oh yeah, I got the silver medal. Their sense of worth diminishes because they couldn't quite measure up. Never mind that among 7 billion people on the planet, there's only one other better person out there. They're still the first loser among a host of others. As Christians, we must train ourselves to think differently. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul writes about his experience and motivation in working out the calling God had given him. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So then, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize that will last forever. Paul reminds the Corinthians and us to continue following Jesus. From the cross and the empty tomb all the way to the finish line. For we can all win through him who gives us the victory. Eric Little, the flying Scotsman, was a world-class athlete from Scotland, portrayed in the film Chariots of Fire. At the 1924 Summer Olympics held in Paris, Little refused to run the 100-meter race, his best event, because it was scheduled on a Sunday, his day of worship and rest. In doing so, he was forced to withdraw from the race. He did, however, go on to win the 400-meter race at those same Olympics. After all the fanfare of the Games, he decided to return to China as a Christian missionary. As he was boarding the train to leave Scotland, he said these words, Christ for the world, for the world needs Christ. After a few years in the early 1940s, it became very dangerous where Eric was stationed. Japan and China were at war. The British government advised British nationals to leave. His family went back, but Eric decided to stay with the people. Soon after, the Japanese took over the city and the people were put into internment camps. Eric became a leader at the camp he was assigned and helped to get it organized. Food, medicine, and other supplies were in short order. So Eric kept himself busy by helping the elderly, teaching the children, and leading Bible classes. Unfortunately, Eric died in the camp on February 21, 1945, just five months before liberation. It was greatly mourned not only at the camp, but also in Scotland and around the world. It's recently been revealed by the Chinese authorities that Little gave up an opportunity to leave the camp and instead gave up his place to another. The Japanese made a deal with the British with the approval of Winston Churchill for a prisoner exchange. And because Eric was a famous athlete, he was one chosen for the exchange. But instead of taking the easy way out, he gave up his place to one of the pregnant women at the camp, so she and her baby might be set free instead. She gave up his life 
for theirs. What a wonderful picture of the sacrificial love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May we as his people be inspired and encouraged and compelled by his love to do the same. As we run the race, he has set out for us, loving God and serving our neighbor, following him all the way to the end. The writer to the Hebrews joins Paul in exhorting us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race marked out for us, looking to Jesus, the founder and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility, so that you do not grow weary or lose heart. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.